Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Hi, I'm Scott Hahn, and I'd like to invite you personally to join me and Breadbox Media on August 24th in New Oxford, Pennsylvania. For a day of spiritual renewal, I'll be presenting three talks, one on St. Joseph, one on the Sacrament of Matrimony, and another one on the Holy Eucharist. Learn more and register at breadboxmedia.com forward slash PA conference. I hope to see you there. Celebrate our God-given freedom and faith while honoring our Blessed Mother with Girelli's USA Rosary. Each state is represented on this rosary's 50 beads. Red, white, and blue enamel adorn its patriotic crucifix. Get yours today. Shop www.ghirelli.com. This, our Mother of the Eucharist production, is made possible by you. If you would like to support us by donating, click the Give Online tab at the top of our website, ourmotherofthecharist.org. Thank you and God bless you. Welcome to Shades of Blue. All that is good, all that is true, all that is beautiful, all that is holy, all that is pure, all that is virtuous, all that is merry. This is Out of the Blue with Sister Carista Maria and Sister Mary Claire. Okay, today is the Feast of Corpus Christi. And a lot of you may say, Corpus Christi, what does that mean? It means the body of Christ. And we would just like to have a little discussion about it with you uh, since it seems to be that the Eucharist, which is the source and summit of our faith, and is the centrality of the Catholic faith is much ignored or there's not much being taught about it anymore. It seems to be swept under the rug. It seems to be there's more other things that people are talking about and they're, they're not talking about the basics of our faith. Right. Either that or treated indifferently or, or sacrilegiously. Oh. Even, even sat satanic um, worshipers Many of them believe that in the true presence more than we as Catholics do. Right, and that's why they abuse the Eucharist. They, yeah, yeah, sacrilegiously have black masses and everything and always trying to steal the host. Right. And first of all, Sister and I would like to share with you that the body of Christ, when you receive Him in Holy Communion on Sunday and on, on regular uh, Mass days, um, it's not a symbol. We, we just want to reiterate that. It is not a symbol. It's not just a remembrance. It is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. And, and he even, even... Oh, go ahead, sister. I mean, even just to, you know, give, console people who might even right now think it's a symbol and to give you great hope. <laughs> I used to think it was a symbol even after my conversion. Like before my conversion, before she became a sister, though. <laughs> oh yeah, way before I became a sister, but or a little bit before. But but even growing up as a Catholic, I was just clueless that it was truly God's presence. Yeah. And and then when I had my conversion, and I was talking to a faith-filled friend, and I was just talking about the Eucharist, I said, "Well, it's it's just a symbol," and he said to me, "You better watch it." 
he, he had the courage to be true and strong, and he said, you better watch it. It's not just a symbol. And that was so helpful for, for me, because you see where I am now. Now, I'm, now I have a mission. We have a mission, and at the heart of our mission is drawing people to the true presence of Jesus in the Eucharist and to realize what we as Catholic, Catholics have, that Jesus is living among us. I mean, Body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Holy Eucharist. It's a treasure. It's a treasure. And and if you just go back to John chapter 6, just go back and read John chapter 6, okay? And read it in its entirety. And if you go go to it, there's a part in it where Jesus is explaining to them, to his disciples, and there was about 72 or so that they were there, and he was saying, unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you will have no life in you. And he meant you won't have the life of the Spirit, the life of the Trinity, the life of God living in you if you do not receive my body, blood, soul, and divinity. And so a lot of them were like, hmm, this is a hard saying. I don't know about this. Well, when, you know, Jesus, you know, he looked at his apostles because his disciples walked away. A lot of them were leaving one by one. And... It's interesting, sister, that in the Gospels, John chapter 6, 66, which is, happens to be 666, was when they walked away from the Eucharist. The sign of the Antichrist. They walked away from wow. the Eucharist. Are we walking away from the Eucharist? But what does Peter say when Jesus looks and he says, what are you going to do? Are you going to walk away as well? And St. Peter said, No, Lord, you have the words of everlasting life. To whom shall we go? <laughs> to right, whom shall right. we go? You have the words of everlasting life. And so Peter was aware that even though it was a hard saying and it was difficult for him at the time, he trusted in the Lord and he had faith, which is to believe without seeing. Amen. And, you know, the church, I mean, if we as Catholics... If we would just get this, the mm. fact of what we believe, that Jesus is truly present in the Holy Eucharist, and he's the source and summit of the whole Christian life, and if we only even just got that, we would be getting everything. That would be it. Because we as Catholics, at the, heart of, our, set. <laughs> at the heart of our faith, okay, we're baptized into communion with the Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And it's explained like this. The Holy Trinity is like the bike, the center of the bike spoke. Like if there's a bicycle spoke and the Trinity is at the center. And every teaching of the church is meant to draw us to this communion with the Trinity. And of course, the Eucharist is part of the Trinity. The Eucharist is encountering God here on earth where God in heaven, God is substantially in heaven, and the one place he's substantially present here on earth is in the Holy Eucharist. That is why it's called the most blessed, blessed sacrament, sacrament. Because, because we can say we encounter Christ in all of the sacraments, right, like right, in right. confession, in baptism, and all in the different sacraments in different ways. But then we have the most, most blessed, blessed sacrament, sacrament, and it's because Jesus 
is substantially present, present in the most blessed sacrament. Body, blood, soul, and divinity, he's present, his true presence. Right. This is the porthole to heaven, Jesus in the Eucharist. Amen. And and many, let's get down, we want to really get down to the basics because many there's many Catholics don't even know what the word sacrament means. And sacrament, me, sacrament means an outward sign of inward grace. And so the Eucharist is an outward sign. Mm. of God's love for us, of the, of the grace, of the love, mm. that, and that He desires to pour within our hearts. And so let's talk about some and more things about the Eucharist. There's so well, many things to I say. I know, I know. And we were having a cynical earlier. It was just so powerful. We, Tell them what a cynical is. It, um, we were praying a rosary together. Prayer. Yeah. Yes. And we were actually, we decided to meditate on the institution of the Eucharist, the fifth luminous mystery all five decades yeah so we could go deeper and deeper into the institution of the eucharist at the last supper and so it was just so powerful as we were entering more and more deeply into this mystery of the last supper and you know in different meditations we were having we were just i was imagining uh saint john the baptist when he said he must increase, Jesus must increase, and I must decrease. And of course, then we were talking about the grace we have as Catholics, that not only does Jesus remain with us present, but he allows us to receive him into us. And, and, and can you, and it only since the 1950s can mm. we now receive him daily, because Pope, Pope Pius, Pius X, X, Saint Pius X, allowed for us to have daily reception of Jesus in the Eucharist because he knew the times we'd be living in. And he lowered so the well. age. And he lowered the age because the age used to be, what, 12, 13 years old. He lowered the, age, lowered the age. There was a little boy. He was four years old. I don't know mm -hmm. if you know this story, but he was only four mm -hmm. years old. And Pope Pius X, um, at the time when he was uh, praying about lowering the age, he went to this little boy and he talked to him about the Eucharist. And without him saying any, any, you know, before he even said that that was Jesus in the Eucharist, um, when he, he said, when I say the Mass and I hold up the piece of bread that you see, the host, what do you, what do you think? And the little boy looked at him and he said, that's Jesus. Wow. That's Jesus. And so this little boy at four years old, because he knew it was Jesus, Pope Pius X allowed him to receive Holy Communion. Amen. Because that little boy was open and receptive. And see, God is going to the little children. A lot of, uh, of us adults are not getting it, and the children get it. They know that you know and anyway so well and i think of blessed amilda who is a patron saint for first communicants yes she is a young saint and actually because she was young when she, she was like 11 maybe well, or she nine, was longing or to receive 11. jesus in the eucharist finally when she was allowed to receive him the moment she received him she went into ecstasy and then she I'd say died, but really she passed into eternal life. She with went joy, with joy. She had such joy because you know how I mentioned, I must decrease and he must increase. She really was so receptive to Jesus's presence that he like just yeah swooped her up and and took her in. 
And, and for us, can you imagine to the degree that we're receptive bride as we receive our divine Eucharistic bridegroom is to the degree that we will decrease and he will increase. increase. And, and the more that we enter deeply into Holy Mass, even daily, mm. the more we are transformed into other Christ. Right. And, and you were sharing earlier in the cynical about John 6, speaking of, unless you eat my body and drink my, drink blood, my blood, you have no, no life, life in you. And we're talking about the supernatural life. The supernatural. Of Christ's true presence among us, which we as Catholics are the only ones who have. And of course, some Orthodox Christians who are still yeah. have the true presence. But and the be beauty, beautiful thing about that is also in John chapter six, when Jesus says this, he says that he would abide in you. He said, "And I will abide in you, and you will abide in me, when you eat my flesh and drink my blood." Because he said, "Because my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink." So when his disciples left and they found it hard, Jesus didn't say, wait a minute, guys. Um, I was just talking symbolically. This was right. just a symbol. You know, he could, have, he he said, could have said that to have them come back. come back. Come on, let me compromise what I said. Right, but he didn't yeah. do that. He knew what he was saying. When Jesus was born, he was born in Bethlehem, which means house of bread. If you go back from the Old Testament to the New Testament, there are so many prefigurements mm. the to manna. the Holy Eucharist. Mm -hmm. The manna. Yeah, the, the manna bread. in the desert and the bread being multiplied and everything. And then Jesus says, yeah. I am the true bread come down, come down from, from heaven. heaven. I am the living bread. Not the, the manna that, that, not the manna that just uh, passes away. Not uh, to mention... All the Eucharistic miracles, all, even the, the times where the host becomes heart flesh, right. but also the many saints who lived on the Eucharist. Oh, yeah. Several saints lived on the right. Eucharist. You know, St. Catherine of Siena, she's one of them, St. Teresa of Newman. Um, so that's just and, a couple, and, but there um, are more. Yeah, but Venerable yeah. Louisa. Yeah. Yeah. And a number of others. Yeah. Right. And also the many Eucharistic miracles where the host actually turns into heart flesh and it's still living the, in the blood and it's still living. It's right, still alive. Right, right. When, when it's tested today, we still have those Eucharistic miracles, even the one at Lanciano from the 700s, and it is still right. alive. Every time that scientists test the blood, it's living. And it's, and it's AB right. blood. Right. It's the same as a Shroud of Turin. And sister... Okay, some people could say, oh, that was so long long ago, that Eucharistic miracle. We're having Eucharistic miracles right now in this day and age. In 1996, in Argentina, where Pope Francis was the archbishop over there in Buenos Aires, mm -hmm. there was a Eucharistic miracle where there was a, uh, a host that was uh, put in a candle, candle holder or something and it was it was desecrated yes. desecrated so the, the back of the church the priest took that host and he put that host in some water into a little jar put it into the tabernacle for a week hoping that it would dissolve because that's what they do and when he came back in a week's time he saw blood and flesh that it turned into well he reported it to um, the Archbishop uh, Bergoglio he reported it to him, and they took a lot of photographs of it.
And the archbishop said, oh, you know, just hold on to it for a while, see what happens. They didn't investigate it until three years later. Three years later, the host was still blood and flesh. And then they had many scientists test it. And when they, and the scientists didn't know where it came from. And they said it was living heart tissue. And they said it, you, and it was from the, the left ventricle of the heart, where, and it went, went, underwent a lot of suffering. And so Jesus is trying to get our attention. Just recently in 2017, again in Argentina, in Holy Week, there were youth who were um, recovering uh, drug addicts, mm-hmm. and they were praying before the Eucharistic Lord. And one of the one of the young men saw steam coming from the host. I mean, from the uh, the Luna that holds the the monstrance that holds the host. He saw steam coming out. They called the priest, and when the priest came, another Eucharistic miracle. It became flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. And that's under investigation at this time. So our Lord is trying to get our attention. He's trying to tell us over and over again. There's been many times, even when Pope St. John Paul II came to the United States of America, they were looking in this, in this church. They brought these German shepherd dogs in to look into the church for a living person because they needed to protect the Pope and they didn't want him to get shot or anything like that. So they sent German shepherds in. And what did they do? The German shepherds went to the tabernacle and they pointed because it's a living person, Jesus Christ. Our Lord is bending over backwards, brothers and sisters, for each and every one of us because He's longing for us to come to know Him in the Eucharist, not be afraid of Him. Go back to the basics of our Catholic faith, the centrality of our Catholic faith. The Eucharist is our life and our substance. Who was it? St. Francis or St. I forget who it was that said, or St. Padre Pio maybe, he said, we could live easier without the sun than we could mm-hmm. without the Eucharist. Yeah. That says and a we lot. We often don't even realize the graces that flow from the holy masses that are be- being celebrated throughout the world. That's what's keeping us yes. going as and souls and souls who are at Eucharistic adoration. Amen. Souls Amen. who are praying and religious and consecrated, praying before our Eucharistic we're gonna, Lord. We're going to go into part two so that we, this doesn't become too long. But okay. in closing this video, we just say that there's so many people who are depressed out there and suffering in every, yeah. every kind of way. Yeah. But the bottom line is we have the answer. It's Jesus' true presence in the Holy Eucharist. Jesus is among us right now. He's present, even more present, or at least as present, as he was to the apostles and disciples when he walked the earth. Now he remains with us. Now we don't have to fight crowds to be with him. I wish we did. That's right. I wish we did have to fight crowds to go into chapels to adore him, but we're able to be with him Almost as often as we want, and depending on the situation. Pass this video down. Pass it on to as many people as you can, because there are so many 
of the enemy. The enemy out there is trying to dumb us down yes, and trying to destroy this truth and trying to take it away from us and trying to talk about everything else except for this. So and brothers so, and, and sisters, we need... forward to part two because we yes. have some really neat stories to share with you about the Eucharist and an encouragement for let us start a revolution. Amen. On having Jesus and the Eucharist lifted up everywhere, especially yes. through the heart of Mary, that Mary will teach us how to know and love him, especially present in the Eucharist. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. Thank you for listening to Out of the Blue. Visit us on our motheroftheeucharist.org to donate and for more information about our ministries. Hello, this is international Catholic singer Anna Nuzzo, inviting you to join me and Father Dan Cambra of the Marian Fathers on a select international tour's Divine Mercy pilgrimage to Poland and the Czech Republic. It takes place in September of 2019, and we would love for you to join us. For more information, go to my website, AnnaNuzzo.com. Thank you, and God bless. Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com Featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith Not just a profile picture For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com And the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website Is ready to help single Catholics take the next step In sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics Remember, CatholicSingles.com For faith, fellowship, and love.